Some say that now is what cannot escape the violence of history. And while our minds try to figure out what really happened, the violence that took place has already been relegated to a dark, forgotten place in the past. History has failed us, but no matter. That's a line from the novel Pachinko by Imin Jin, who we've spoken to on this show in the past, but it's also the title of this year's Korean art, presented at the Venice Biennale, which kicked off on the 11th. The phrase describes this year's exhibition at the Korean Pavilion, where the curator and all participating artists are women who explore the history of modernization in East Asia through the lens of gender and the agency of tradition. We just heard actually a taste of that from one of the artists involved, a visual artist, Jane Jin Kaisen, obviously with an audio component as well. And she now joins us on the line from Venice. Thank you very much for taking the time. Hi, uh, thank you for talking to me. And what's your experience been like uh, having been chosen to take part this year? Um, I mean, it's been a really amazing um, opportunity um, and also a bit overwhelming in a sense because um, uh, Venice is uh, probably the most visited um, art event uh, happening every second year. So it's been a very intense time, but also really exciting and fun. Um, And I'm really happy to have participated in the um, exhibition uh, curated by Hyun Jin Kim around the, the scene uh, for this year. Now, it's been a few days since the Biennale kicked off and you've been based in Venice through that time. What, what, what's actually life been like around the, the Biennale for those who aren't too familiar with the event? Um, I mean, it's been... Uh, we've been down there to install... Or we've been to Venice multiple times and um, in April uh, we went to install the works um, and then uh, there was a pre-opening period um, uh, before the Biennale actually opened on the 11th. So that was three or four days of a very intense... Uh, a very intense period of uh, lots of... Um, press meetings and interviews with different media. Um, so it's, it's really been uh, just like a, a very busy, busy ongoing time. Uh, but it's also been very wonderful. And I mean, it's been, I think for me, uh, I mean, it was really rewarding to be able to um, uh, to get positive feedback on the exhibition and pavilion as a whole and also um, on the work that I'm showing, um, and also to have um, participants and contributors to the piece um, visit Venice uh, from several continents and, and joining for the opening. So it's, it's been very exciting. How meaningful, though, is it that the curator for the pavilion and, and all participating artists, including yourself, are actually women? I mean, I, I think it's... Um, I think it's uh, very meaningful and, and also uh, historical, I think, uh, for uh, Korea uh, uh, to choose uh, three women artists and a, a woman curator to uh, represent Korea in, in this exhibition. Um, 
uh, with uh, a concept and, and works that specifically uh, address issues of gender and gender diversity. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, unfortunately, in the art world, there's still a gender gap, um, you know, so it's, it's a quite, I think, uh, relevant statement uh, to make. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, sort of like uh, equality is, is always, in, in terms of representation, is, is, is a good thing. And please tell us more about your artwork, Community of Parting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm showing... Um, I'm showing a piece, uh, Community of Parting, which is a double channel video installation. So it consists of a 72-minute uh, film and then a performative video. Um, and the piece really, I mean, it, it derives from quite extensive research that I've done on Korean shamanism since 2011 and also um, extended engagement with various communities affected by war and division. Um, so it's framed around the, the Korean semantic myth of party, um, which is a myth that uh, I interpret um, or that kind of reflects uh, gender bias as a fundamental, um, I would say, uh, border mechanism, uh, but at the same time a different approach to borders and uh, artistic mediation can also be uh, traced to this myth. So, so it's a myth, um, uh, or the, the myth of party is, is a myth of um, a, a girl that was abandoned at birth for being born a girl, uh, but she regains the community's acceptance after reviving the dead, uh, and then she's offered half the kingdom in, in return. But what I found really interesting about the myth um, and what distinguishes it from other Korean myths about women is that she refuses... Um, this offer to inherit half the kingdom and to abide by human borders. And instead she becomes um, a goddess and mediator uh, and a shaman who mediates uh, between the living and the dead. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, I use, yeah, <laughs> maybe, um, so, I mean, I, I approach this myth, so I kind of uh, recontextualize it uh, uh, and reaxialize it uh, within uh, I mean, both um, Korea's turbulent history and also kind of present um, uh, issues of borders. You know, so the film uh, and the piece as a whole is, is really taking a look at, um, I, I would say, a much uh, broader spectrum. I mean, it looks at uh, uh, the Korean War and, and division and how these issues uh, resonate in the present. Uh, but very much through this um, shamanic myth, uh, which um, I find fascinating in the sense that it, it can also show a different approach to to borders, one that has to do with um, uh, somehow recognizing the other instead of creating polarity. Um, the, the notion of the myth and female Korean shamanic practice is very much to to mediate and create create relations between uh, self and other between different times and spaces. Yeah, well, certainly the the story of Princess Bari is one that's um, lent itself to to the art medium. But other than that, uh, work 
features imagery from various locations that have been affected by war and division, like Jeju, which is where you were born, I understand, um, the demilitarized zone, North Korea, Kazakhstan, and, and more. What, what was your intention behind including those images? I mean, for me, I guess in many ways I also see um, the myth of uh, party uh, very much reflecting um, sentiments of the diaspora and, and sentiments of um, communities or individuals that somehow have been marginalized or abandoned from official history, uh, but who somehow also have uh, agency and resilience uh, to tell a different kind of story. Um, so what I do in, in the piece is to connect these different spaces and different realities that are perhaps normally not seen um, very much together. Um, and in many ways, I mean, what I was interested in, uh, as you were saying, it, it very much uh, lends itself also to a kind of artistic engagement. Um, so for me, um, I mean, I try to use the, the filmic medium to to make these connections between uh, disparate spaces. So, so in that way, I, I mean, I use the, I would say I have taken inspiration from the uh, uh, Germanic practice and, and somehow remediated it within uh, a filmic medium, which in some ways have, uh, I guess, similar qualities in the sense that through film or time-based media, there's the possibility to weave together um, uh, different times and spaces uh, through montage um, and also through um, uh, elaborate soundscapes and, and kind of evoking uh, also the shamanic rituals. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry. No, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And, I, and I'm sure there are so many words that could be used to describe your work. Sometimes it's good to just see it and, and to witness it. And as I said before, yeah. all we have right now is the audio medium. But but can I just finish by asking you a little bit about the, the overall theme, um, history has failed us, but no matter. Because when viewed in isolation, I I sort of think of that in two ways. Either uh, the, the story of the past has let women down or let any group of people down, or the very study of the past has let these people down because we've failed to view it accurately. What What do you take from that? I mean, I, I, I take it perhaps in the sense that, um, I mean, for many, um, and I mean, I really I really enjoyed also reading the novel Tachinko, which I think, I mean, it um, it resonated with me very much, like even though it, it deals with the uh, Sainichi community in, in Japan, I guess as, uh, as someone who belongs to the diaspora, I could also, I guess, uh, very closely relate uh, to the story. Um, so it's the first line uh, from this novel. Um, and I take it very much as in, in the sense that um, although history has, has failed us, um, uh, it doesn't mean that... Um, uh, I, I don't know that it, it's it's a failed destiny. It, it, it's very much... Uh, I mean, I take the the line very much that it's also about reworking um, certain circumstances that are perhaps uh, outside of um, uh, of one's control, but then taking control of it and, and taking control of, of the history and somehow in, uh, transforming it into something else. 
Thank you so much, Jane Jin Kaisen, for joining us today and, and sharing your experience and your thoughts behind a, a very special event, clearly, for Korean culture, particularly for, for Korean women at the Venice Biennale. I hope that uh, anybody listening now might have the opportunity to go and see it for themselves. And we wish you all the best for the future. Okay, thank you very much.